powered up. We have had to conform to a certain social game. And so we are in a constant state of competition. In terms of that competition, we can, of course, lose place. And in that sense, make mistakes. This is the secret. You can't make a mistake. kind of feel like i should do a beatbox intro welcome everybody to friends of failure i'm your host sam uh and this is my co-host megan hey super excited to introduce you to our next guest it's us <laughs> you do it every time they're gonna catch up <laughs> they're gonna be like they're never having a guest again yeah it's like uh you know 400 episodes in a row of just us and i keep introducing the guest <laughs> yeah. as us hey man if that's our stick that's our stick you know I don't even know if I'm using that correctly. Gotta stick with it. (laughs) Oh, man. And that's the end of our episode, guys. Find us on social media. Um, Dude, so so this is is kind of funny because our our last one that we did, we did it actually earlier than we normally do and in the middle of the week. Uh, We did like a, a morning recording. And then, you know, again, we're doing it during the week and it's a evening recording. Yeah, I, I kind of disrupted things a little bit. Well, you know, life happens. Uh, you There was like this teeny tiny event going on and, you know, uh, yeah, like a little bit of traveling or something like that. I, you know, can't quite put my finger on what it was. Yeah, I left the city for a little bit, met a new, you know, life, a whole new baby thing, uh, changed my complete perception of space and time. It was good. Just... Yeah, you you got to be there for the initiation of the noob, and then people were like what? And it's like, yeah, it literally day one entered the 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 Thunderdome as we like to call life and humanity. Sounds like he's pledging a fraternity, like an infant. Yeah, the kid has no idea what's going on. Kappa um, Sig. Well, and and the good news is, um, you know. Thankfully, we can go from making a joke about pooping out a baby to uh, everything did go well. The baby was pooped out one way or another, and uh, it's a whole fresh baby. It was pretty wild. I've never held a baby. Uh, I didn't fuck it up, though, so no failure to report. I didn't drop it. We just stared into each other's eyes for like two hours. It's good. Dude, that's awesome. Meeting a baby in general uh i think it's like a is a significant moment in people's lives right but whenever it's like family you know different yeah yeah i mean it changes the whole dynamic literally right it's a it's an addition to the family it's gonna change hopefully like you aren't just going about your day like i guess there's a baby in here i'm gonna go eat some nachos (laughs) yeah or or like mid conversation on the phone going oh my god there's a baby in the nursery like (laughs) um but uh, you you know i i remember years ago there was this whole thing and and i was one of the people that was like how do you forget you have a baby but man you become an adult and and i don't have a kid but you, you become an adult and things get so crazy that i forget stuff all the time if i don't have several <laughs> reminders and and i'm not saying all, all I know is that I, I realize there is a, a reality of 
there are bad people who probably leave animals and kids and rolled up window 100 degree cars. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but there's also honest mistakes that happen where people, you know, they're, they haven't slept because the baby's like, hey, I'm going to sleep during the day and you're not going to sleep ever. And then yeah, you're starting to tee it up like you're one of those people and you're. <laughs> <laughs> so I have eight kids. They didn't. They never let me sleep. Uh, I, I actually, I'm I'm going strong. It's been seven years with no sleep, guys. Um, it's the no sleep diet. It's because you keep um, forgetting them places, and you know. <laughs> and it's just uh, it's crazy situations, you know. Uh, every Sunday in the in the paper, you'll see a funny yeah. little comic adventure, right? That's not a sitcom. No, that's that's a yeah. tragedy. <laughs> yeah, that's a cancellation and jail time. A little bit. Um, but no, that's great. It's really wild because, you know, my 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 best friend brother, right? He, he's a brother to me. He, you know, had a son. Kid's about to have a birthday, about to be five. And I cannot tell you how strange it's gotten for me in terms of just general perception of time. But when I look at things like, hey, I knew that kid on day one. And it's like, hey, it's your fifth birthday. And I know I'm going to blink and it's going to be, it's your 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, kids are like a physical representation of time. And I told my brother, by the way, like not my baby, my brother's baby. I didn't go to another city and like have a child. Uh, my, in the woods. No. My brother and his wife had a baby. Uh, so that's the whole thing. Sam got on to me because I, I said Mason had a baby and then was like, hit, not him physically, but yeah. Anyways, baby, nephew. <laughs> uh, but I have other nephews on the other side, and they're three now. And it's like, holy shit, I've known you your whole life. It's been three years. And I can see that from how tall you are, and like how much you've grown. And even like six months passing, you're like, damn, stop, <laughs> stop growing. <laughs> so I think this is a, a awesome way to kind of start a topic of conversation, which is sort of like our last episode, but specifically around self-growth. One, we both have met newbies, as I like to call them, uh, maybe on day one, day two, whatever it was. And it does create something in you. Uh, I, I can only imagine for the parent. I mean, my I asked my, my best friend, you know, like, I, I understand that I, I, there's never going to be a moment where I go, I'm ready and fully prepared to have a child. The the thing is, is you're on you're on for a ride, but you can plan having a child, and you yeah. can you know figure that that out as best as you can. But then you know the the lack of sleep and whatever is going to happen. So you know it, it's like, how did you how what did you feel? How did you know everything was right? And all he had to say was, you, you know, there's something that changes when you know you're expecting, but when you hold your child for the first time and you go through the experience of, you know, birth, there's mechanisms in your brain. It's, yeah. it's automatic. You flip a switch and it's like, okay, well, we can never go back. You're a dad now, or you can never it's, go back. You're a mom now. It's kind of like forced self-growth and not forced in a bad way, but like your body just naturally goes, all right, like you're in caregiving mode. And I watched my brother and my sister-in-law go through that and they're fucking champs just instantly. Like my brother had never held a baby until he had a baby <laughs> as well, but he was a fucking pro, like burping the baby, walking around with the baby, advanced level shit on like day one. Spinning like, the baby on one finger. People are like, oh, dear. No, no signs. He's a natural. Baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it really is like one of those situations, that, like a rare one in life where you're forced to grow 
really quick because of the circumstance. It's so it's so huge for those individuals that there's a a, a gen, like a genetic code response, right? Like the the information that's in our DNA from the ancestors of, you know, this is your path now, and it's just like this beautiful mechanism that that we've been equipped with for people like myself, where you know I I got to see them go through the pregnancy and they had the kid and you know I, I'm a, a part of the kid's life right like I'm I'm Uncle Sam uh, but not the bad one and <laughs> I don't want any tax dollars people oh my God. Um, but it, you know it's it's strange because then all of a sudden you're thinking differently because you're around these kids that you care about and you're like okay what are things that I wish or hope that the adults around me were thinking about? Or maybe they didn't know that I learned because I figured out they didn't know it. Okay, I can do that right. You know, that's the lesson that they they passed down. And, you know, uh, there's a funny little story of, um, you know, my niece is in the truck. Me and my buddy are, are headed somewhere and I'm talking blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the Marine in me says shit. And I go, oh, like I've, I've had a reaction that, was obvious to her she observed that it was like wait a minute that's one of those no-no words <laughs> and she went on uh automatic fire shit 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 yeah. shit and i knew from you know talking to the parents before of if this happens mistakes happen they pick up on it if they do that kind of reaction you just have to pretend that nothing's happening and on the inside i was dying <laughs> a thousand deaths because i went wow my niece is repetitively saying this word <laughs> but because i didn't react after the ope she got bored real quick with it and was like well this word sucks nobody cares yeah. about this word and i was like oh thank god but so and you know that's a funny kind of comical thing and and it's just something simple like language but the way you interact with people you know whether you're at the store and the kids are watching you or how you interact with with other cars while you're driving right and i tell you what it, it it really helps, especially if you've started a path of acknowledging things in your life that you want to do better in or or create a better circumstance. So for myself, it was genuinely having the self-growth that allowed to like emotional intelligence, the ability to have better relationships with family, friends, relationships, right? But also to be able to take care of myself better, right? So some people never learn about boundaries. They go their whole life and they never learn that boundaries are necessary for every human being. Yeah. And so that's weird. And, and so you think about these things that like, I didn't start learning this or taking it seriously, I guess, until I was like 28. Well, and I've heard kind of recently the expression of when you interact with kids or like when you're with a child, you're trying to be what you needed as that child. Like at that age, what did you want to be? Hopefully, like hopefully if like all is going to plan, yeah. that's what you're striving to be because you want to give them what you didn't have in some way. But it's having that like self-awareness to be like, oh, at this age, I really wish someone told me blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. someone told me this is going to be hard or this is a normal emotion. You're, It's okay to get angry. Uh, here's how we talk about it and process it instead of <laughs> like, you know, just letting it repeat in front of your eyes over again. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, there's a joke in there somewhere of, you, you know, it's a, it's a kid's five-year-old birthday party 
and you're like, hey, man, it's time to talk about developing boundaries and emotional <laughs> intelligence. Okay. So they're like, not um, again, Uncle Sam. <laughs> but we're having cupcakes. <laughs> Nobody needs cupcakes. Okay. Here. And then, and then I just start putting them on like a, uh, like personal trainer Sam comes out and it's like, all right, you're going to need to do 10 burpees every morning when you wake up. All right. Cold showers only. And they're like, he's fine. All right. Nobody <laughs> needs cold showers. Okay. And, and you're, you're 100% right. Like for me, I, I think, I think I figured out very quickly how kids are picking up on the adults personalities. So my niece, she definitely uh, gets it from, she definitely gets it from her dad, but there have been times that I can see the parts of my sarcasm that she's picked up on and she's used it against me. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> well, well, one, I'm kind of like, oh, that was a good one. And then I'm like, wait a second, is this good or bad? They, um, they learn really quick. And it, it, I would imagine, like, I've never been around a kid full time, but just from like little cousins and nephews, it, it's insane how quickly they can pick up one little thing and just run with it. And then the impressive. next time you see them, even if it's a few months later, they're still like, hey, remember that thing, that thing that I got and I picked up from you? I'm still doing it, but worse. And my parents <laughs> are a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I the one that's about to turn five, I thought it was a good idea to like do a joke of like, OK, so I'm I'm like the active run around kind of guy. So kids love it. Like they're like, yeah, dude, like, oh, Sam's here. Like, let's. Basically, they're like, we're going to outlast you because we're kids and we have infinite energy. Like, <laughs> you're an old man, um, <laughs> but we have a good time. And so sometimes it's the game of chase of I'm and they're running and then whatever. And so he was like probably three and he's running around now. He's playing the game and he's kind of like, all right, I'm going to back at you. Like, I'm, I'm going to take over this. And I made the joke of like, say it with your chest. And I did, I'm not like a death metal singer, but I did like a deep growl or whatever. And I feel like I had something to do with his observation of, wow, I can be really, really loud. And then he's like, what else can I be loud with? And he's good at it. Uh, anything. Uh, yeah. Anything. Once it's like, hey. They get a little bit and they get the attention. They're like, all right, this is, this is where it's at. And it's funny, even with like older kids, I was talking to like caught up with an old friend and his nephew like picked up on him playing Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like it's as simple as that. And now there's a seven year old just like only wants to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, weird side note, but did you know they just recently dropped an album this year? Yeah, I've been listening to it. Fucking get on it, scrub. <laughs> I, I'm not an anti Red Hot Chili Peppers person, but uh, I I always only knew like the the hits, right? The classics. that was on the radio and stuff. Yeah, yeah the classics. Um, <laughs> so so all of that, right? You know, kids are are a great way to potentially generate a different kind of awareness of of you, right? And um, maybe your functionality and role in people's lives because with a kid it's very obvious that especially those first what seven years they're they're really just developing and then I think I read somewhere that it's around seven uh, you know I'm not like a, a major in anything uh, involving this but I remember reading something that it was like around seven they really start to solidify their personality and then they start growing in in a different kind of uh, brain function right so like yeah 
I think it's they function mostly in in theta waves all the way up until around seven or something. And then so like that helps with like creating the functionality of the subconscious. Again, I could completely be wrong here, but this is <laughs> my, my it up. <laughs> this is my I think I have an understanding. And so again, you know, thinking I know stuff like that, I, I do want to have kind of a hyper awareness, but it, it genuinely can give you the opportunity where it has that that shock to your system and, and the whole family's situation where what can I do better? How can I grow now in the stage of life that I'm at? Because quite frankly, at any point in time, your life can become stagnant, but also at any point in time, you can continue growing. Like you can take breaks. And I think, I think that kind of leads me to like one of my first thoughts that I think we would be able to talk about, which was in my twenties, I, I had this time in my life and this weird misconception maybe from like watching movies and music that I would listen to, or, you know, the culture of like being in the military probably had some stuff to do with it, but having this mentality that there were things about myself that I, I looked at very negatively. Other people probably had similar experiences with those parts of me. I had self-hatred towards some of those parts of me. And in my brain, it was like, well, then kill it, get rid of it completely, right? Like isolate it and get rid of it. But who you are can change. Um, but realistically too, there are battles that have to be fought and sometimes you need resources, whether it's like counseling or for some people it's like medication or it's reading books or literally taking time to have the practice of awareness with self and something, you know, someone said to me uh, recently actually was, you know, some of those responses we look at it as like, man, I was an idiot. Like when I was 18, I, I said the line of, I, I think I was 19. I, I was going to try to go to community college for the first time. And I was looking at classes and stuff. And I chose sociology instead of psychology because my logic was, <laughs> well, I don't want to learn too much about myself because I just don't think uh, I, I want to find out those parts of my, it was something stupid like that. Like, and again, it wasn't stupid. It was just immature. I didn't know any better of, yeah. It, yeah you're gonna find like out <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to face some things about yourself that aren't super great buddy like it, it's kind of unavoidable too like we all can kind of look back hopefully at that time and go yeah immature things were said and done and then 10 years from now you'll probably look back and be like okay i still didn't quite get it like <laughs> a little off the mark but like better than 19 year old me at least but yeah i i, I like to I've, I've been trying to deconstruct the whole like you die a thousand deaths and like you know the old versions of yourself are completely dead like they're gone you don't know the old me or whatever that saying is because yeah that person's gone in a way but there's still a part of you if you're growing like because you're recognizing it even if it's ugly even if you don't like it even if it's like a painful time you have to go, oh, no, that did happen. <laughs> that did exist. That that was me or something I went through. Because if you totally, you know, bury it, it's going to come back to get you eventually. Zombie yeah, style. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, in my brain, I, I look at it as just as you were saying, it's it's still there, but now it's managed or it's understood. It's it's functional instead of being dysfunctional and, and, and avoidance, I think leads you to 
you know, kill it, stuff it deep, deep inside or whatever it is that you try to do. Right. Um, and, and I think maybe part of that is, uh, again, maybe there's like an ignorance until you really stare at it and try to figure out how to deal with parts of yourself that you're coping. Like it's a part of you that is completely dysfunctional. It's bouncing off all over the walls and it's causing you grief, whether it's, I mean, dude, think about it. Like there are so many different things to distract yourself with or get addicted to. And when people talk about addiction, you know, some people bring up sugar, like, you know, drinking soda or whatever. Um, But it's always, you know, people just assume alcohol or like drugs and people get addicted to be anything. Yeah. Anything. I, I mean, you could get addicted to this podcast, right? Like, Hey, you probably won't but we can no, they we will. hope <laughs> oh they will and then they're going to start sending emails talking about like you want to know what i've been avoiding and it'll be like oh sh-. <laughs> uh, therapy sessions with uh friends of failure right and kind of on that topic of avoiding it may feel like it's going to come in waves you said grief it's a good way to put it because you are kind of grieving that person or that time in your life but sometimes it might feel like, oh, I'm avoiding this or I'm really failing at, you know, figuring this out. It's okay to take breaks because it comes in waves too. You can't go, all right, I'm going to sit this part of myself down. We're going to talk it out. It's going to be totally fine. And I'm never going to think about it again. It's just resolved. Uh, it's going to keep coming back probably forever, like in some reality. And it's going to hopefully be less like over time if you're really working on it it would just be like a reminder, like, oh, here's a reminder of that thing or this time in your life and not so overbearing, but thinking you can completely get rid of your past or who you were in the past, um, that's setting yourself up for some fun stuff. It is interesting to look back and be able to acknowledge, okay, example for currently in this week, I've had a lot of great opportunities, great opportunities, right? In terms of self-growth, career growth, where I have today was a phenomenal day. I woke up and my brain was in the zone. It was like, all right, dude, we're going to go. We're going to go lift some some heavy weights. I'm going to celebrate someone's birthday. So always excited about that, right? Like, hey, happy birthday, dude. That feels great to say to people. And they're like, yeah, dude. Like, like they know that like throughout their day, people are just going to be like, dude, dude. You did it. And Made it like, another year. <laughs> Um, and they're, and they're like, yeah, right. But I love, I, I love those days where it seems like I'm a part of the flow. And, and like, what I mean by that is just, there's energy all around you all the time. And there's, you know, there's bad days it happens, but I started to tap into this, this flow of energy that, Hey, you're going to have ups and downs, right? And th- and those are going to change. Like you're going to have some really high highs that you never got to experience as you grow, but you're also going to have to learn different lows that might feel way lower than you've ever been before, but it's just you've never been in that kind of low. I guess I guess what I mean is yesterday I I woke up and you know, I ah oh man, I I got in my head of I can't get into that zone. I can't get into my rhythm. I can't and it, what it was is like over and over going, I can't. There's a phrase and, you know, it's probably been said by a million people at this point. So I'm just going to say everyone quoted it, but those who say they can, and those who say they can are both usually right. Because, um, and, and this is something 
like in terms of more of the career growth, I've had a lot of great opportunities. Um, and I've, I've applied myself to some of those opportunities more than others, but there was always a certain point where I got in the way and I convinced myself, all right, we got to find the next thing. No, what? No, like if I look back and I take full responsibility of my life and my feelings and, and everything good and bad happening in my life, which is, uh, like Jock, Jocko Willink, hopefully I'm saying that right. He talks about extreme ownership, which isn't for everyone, but I do think it's, it's an interesting perspective to listen to. I can look back and go, there was not a single person who was like trying to talk me out of anything. Yeah. I just, I just did it for myself. <laughs> and, and so yesterday there were multiple times where I would get this weird emotion that would trigger the auto response of, oh man, what are you doing? Like, uh, oh, and here's the doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so something that was a win is even though I kept kind of feeling like I was battling myself, I did have multiple moments where I went, okay, stop. What are you feeling? Why do you think you're feeling it? And then one, like let the feeling happen, but just observe it. Don't react to it if it doesn't need a reaction. And then because I would flip that, like focus to the observe it, acknowledge it, and then go, Hey, it's okay. Like you're allowed to, like, that is it. Probably one of my biggest weaknesses is I had no self-compassion whatsoever. Just allowing yourself to feel stuff, which like talk about highs and lows this last week has crazy highs, like fucking baby highs. That stuff is, if they can make it a drug. (laughs) Yeah. Just huff a baby and you're like in a deep fresh baby head. Yeah. Like, and then I don't want to say like crazy low lows, but I went back to a place that I like grew up and lived for a long time. So a lot of memories like resurfaced that I I've worked through. I've had therapy, all that fun stuff. But you think you get like not I don't want to say overconfident, but too comfortable and like, oh, that stuff's fine. I went through it like I'm good. But then you get back in a different environment and it does kind of resurface. And it was weird because I had the highs of like baby time and reconnecting with all my old friends and like family. And then the time in between just being like, oh shit. Yeah, it's still there. So I still have to like work through this. And I was not good at like acknowledging in the moment those emotions. It was more of just like a crazy roller coaster. (laughs) Like, oh fuck. And then now that I'm on the other side, I can be like, okay, probably should work on that just a little bit. for next time (laughs) and there's there's a lot of things that will come up because of one it's like a domino effect yeah and and that's where it gets really overwhelming because you you have to what compartmentalize them right oh yeah you have to be yeah like you have to be like okay 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 these are all very necessary and important hopefully there's some part of you that wants to do it because the uncomfortable aspect of it and the and the learning and, and growth that can come from it will make your life better it it might take a minute but it will right but if you try to if you try to do all of it at once i i I mean like i think about the lack of honesty that i had with myself i was delusional all the time i'm not saying i'm not now i mean there's probably (laughs) plenty of circumstances that i am right but but that's what it was is i i look at some of those things and fear is a very real thing um, that you can learn how to like manage but I was afraid of myself. And when I acknowledged that, I still, I, I don't know what to do with that, but I acknowledged it where I was afraid of me. I was afraid of like the potential I had. And 
there are things that come to surface in my brain memories and stuff. And, and it's probably like the blaming aspect, right? Like we all learn how to blame, uh, deflect. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I, I think if I talk to the right, you know, professional, they could help me break it down of, well, Hey, here's where you're kind of right. And here's how you probably need to try to understand it. It's nuts because okay. the other thing is, okay, this is kind of, it's, it's a real thing. Uh, I've, I've helped people in the fitness journey, right? So, so diet is a part of that. And I've had people who, Hey man, like, you, you know, you're saying I should try to slowly get to a point where maybe I'm not eating fast food at all, or maybe like once a week or take a break for a while, like you can go back to it. And their, their fear is, well, Hey, if, if I don't eat fast food for a while, and let's say I just eat, you know, everybody says chicken and rice. If I just eat clean all the time, and then one day I want to go eat fast food with like my family or something, isn't it going to make me sick? And I'd be like, well, you don't know, but I'll tell you this. Like there was one time I was on, um, I was in a, like I did a training operation or something. And, and obviously eating MREs is like really bad for you lunchables, but <laughs> you know, where, where everybody else wanted to bitch about it. I was like, I mean, I'll eat that. Um, but, but so, so where that's its own problem, right? When I got back, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get me a McChicken. I'm pretty sure it was a McChicken. And dude, it was like, I pulled the pen off a grenade, ate it. And then it exploded inside of me. Like I, I was in pain. My, 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 my body was in pain. And so I tell people that story of that was a very eye opening moment for me. That's where, like, like worst case scenario. Yeah. And I mean, I think we all have that assumption because I've been eating, quote unquote, like cleaner the past like four or five months. And this last weekend, I got a tattoo and I got it like late at night. So by the time I was heading home, I hadn't eaten in like 12 hours. And I was like, fuck emergency mode. I fucked up <laughs> like and Taco the only Bell. yeah, literally Taco Bell. Like I had really? no yeah. other option. And I. Part of me was like, fuck yeah, Crunchwrap Supreme. And then part of me was like, I'm going to get destroyed. Like, this is going to punch me in the gut. And I was scared to eat it, but I was so hungry. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just need to eat something. And I survived. I did not get gutted by a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> but I get it. Like, there's that, that fear of like, oh, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up the thing. I wasn't supposed to eat this. But then well, even... you just commit to it and like... <laughs> Well, so, it's gonna come so even the fear of knowing that if you if you grow enough you're not going to be able to go back so like people are afraid of hey if i if i stop eating fast food long enough and i try to eat it i'm getting my body's gonna punish me like it's gonna be like yo dude we're, we can't do this like we're not able to what is this and and i was like dude that's not everyone like my story is yeah. kind of crazy it, it in all reality <laughs> The, the McChicken could have just been like the, bad. the domino. It could have just that, been bad. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a 14-week-old McChicken, but because they don't, whatever. So so my point is, is that where there's a fear of, well, hey, I don't I don't want to cut that out of my life because then I, I'm afraid I won't be able to go back. Yeah. And I know I've had the thought cross my mind. And thankfully, I was able to have that conversation with myself of like, like, dude, one, it doesn't matter how much you grow. At one point, you could literally just make the decision of I quit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the bare minimum. I'm gonna live in a in a hole with internet and I'm just gonna, you know, YouTube, Reddit, Xbox, and repeat. <laughs> like I'll eat a TV dinner. I don't even care. 
And then there's the other part of me that's like, that's not what you want. Like, yes, you're afraid and yes, you're uncomfortable. And there are days that you're like, hey, I don't want to show up. If you're changing for the right reason, like if you're trying to get somewhere, when you are closer to getting there or you're there, you're not going to go, all right, fuck it all. I'm just going to burn it down. I don't like this. Like, hopefully, hopefully that's not sure. how it goes. <laughs> but, but you never know, too. So so I always had this weird thing of of always wondering or assuming expectations of the people around me of like their expectations that I was supposed to meet for them. It is very real. You, I know we all hear it all the time, music, TV, you know, celebrities, whoever's saying it, motivational speakers, but it is real. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck. Like, like I care about you. I hope you're doing great. I know you care about me. You hope I'm doing great. I care about my family. I care about my brother. Like I talk to my brother every single day. I love him to death. I, I like, there is literally nothing that would break that bond. However, it's like, I know that he's got my back and I got his back, but we, we eventually realize that the way we really take care of each other is by making sure we're taking care of ourselves because at, at the end of the day, we're going to do what we're going to do. And so, you know, if I'm drinking, you know, a, a bottle of whatever every single night or or i'm having like a yeah yeah if i'm drinking a bottle of drano a night and <laughs> and you know my my brother who talks to me every day is like this is happening i can't i see it sure he can say something but people people know it's like you're gonna do what you want to do if you don't want to stop drinking drano then then you're not going to and, and and i'm not saying like you you have to sometimes get help and ask for help but you, yeah. you see what i'm saying right like it's you have our to choose shift, it for yourself. Yeah. Our, our shift was insane. Whenever we acknowledged, I'm here for you. I'll listen to you. I'll even kind of tell you my two cents sometimes if, if I think that will help. But, but sometimes like people didn't even want that, right? Where it's like, hey, I know you know what I'm going through. And that's all. I, I just want to acknowledge that I can talk about it. And then you get it. I don't need a response. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and on that, like I've been, I mean, traveling, so reconnecting with people and having those big conversations of like, what have you done the past few months? Or some people, where have you been the last two years? <laughs> like that kind yeah. of catch up and like, obviously advice comes up or like feedback on things. And after a lot of that, like just taking it all in, because I'm definitely more of a listener in a lot of my relationships. I... I for a while, it gets overwhelming if it's too much, because then you as a person, you're like, well, what do I fucking think? Like, I've heard all of this opinion and it's people I love, like it's people I value. And you have to sit back and really let it sink in. And I, that's more of the state I'm in now. And what resonates is going to resonate, like what sticks will kind of come through. And mm -hmm. ultimately, you might throw away some of the stuff they said and be like, sure, <laughs> okay. It comes from a place of love, but it's not like what I need right now. And then some stuff you'll be like, they were right. They do know me really well. They called me out on that. And I see it now. Like I've looked at it for a while and now I can see like one of my friends told me my toxic trait and I'll, I'll leave it at that for this podcast. But after she said it, I was like, I do do that. I, I do yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to fix it, but it's on the list. You're like, I have to make a phone call. They're like, what? And then a helicopter comes, you get taken away. No. Um, yeah, but uh, 
I, I definitely, I feel that where I, I had said something before we started where when I really allowed myself to, sometimes I, I call it like taking it with a grain of salt, but when I really allowed myself to go, Hey man, one of your like things that you do that it's not bad, but it's definitely not helping you is you're like, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. And they'd be like, I said, how are you? What to, to the point, man, let's get to the point or like, you know, whatever I'll be doing a task of something simple. Like let's make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's like, you're going to open the jars. You're going to put the <laughs> ingredients on the bread. And in my brain, I I'm like, let's go. Oh like, <laughs> the process is the process. So when there are people who are willing to like sit down and talk to you about like, Hey, I I've known you for a really long time. I've watched you grow this, that, and the other. There are definitely, there, there's always going to be a takeaway, which is kind of what you're saying. Right. And I, I, when I realized that even if you're listening to someone talk for an hour and it's that one sentence or the, those two sentences that you go, Oh man, a light bulb yeah. or, Hey, you know, I forgot about that. And then that can create so much value from a conversation that sure, maybe it was like a filler episode for a while, but at a certain point there was the climax and the shift of the, of the plot because the two sentences changed how you were thinking about something. I feel, I feel weird sometimes because I consider the phrase that, that someone said to me like years ago or like a book said it, whatever it was like, Hey, I, I don't have problems. I only have solutions. And I was like, well, the reason you have a solution is because there's a problem there. And they're like, right, 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 right. And so the, the, the way they like talked about it or what, however it was explained was you're confronted by a problem and you're like, cool, cool, cool. Let me try to figure this out. Got it. And you dig through your like infinite bag, your purse or whatever. Right. Yeah. You pull out like a, uh, a solution and then try to instantly solve it in a way. It's just a different mindset like right oh. like if you're like hey i have a problem versus hey i have a solution it's still the same situation there's a problem and then a and solution to it sometimes there isn't a solution is one thing i want to throw out there like my best friend and i we have a rule sometimes it's like solution or vent because sometimes like a lot of people partners or friends will want to fix it and that's a natural response like you want to help that person but her and I will just be like, this is pure vent. It's complete garbage. I don't know what it is. Don't need a solution. Don't hear a solution. And you're just trying to get it out. And that in itself, sometimes just getting it out can help you find a solution later on. Maybe it's not like, oh, this crystallizing moment. I know what to do. Sure. It's just like, I threw that at you. You took it like a champ. You didn't say anything back. You didn't make me think about it anymore. Uh, and you just said that sucked. And like, that's it. That's all you want is someone to validate it. And then it's back on you to like, either reach out later and be like, hey, solution time or put it on yourself and be like, that helped. I thought about it. Now I, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like a good friend whenever the other person's like, this is purely vent. They, they strategically dropped some like solid F-bombs, right? Like, yeah, and blah, 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 blah. Carol in accounting, you're like, fuck. And that motherfucker. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're like, you get it, you get it. And you're just like, poor Carol. Like, they have no idea what's happening. It's just a high uh, man. <laughs> but but you are, you, you do bring up a good point. 
it isn't always right or wrong, yes or no, black and white. It's, you know, gray area and it's paths that depending on how far you're going in, in growth or the rabbit hole, depending on what's going on in your life. I mean, let's say you grow up and you're always used to the back door is always unlocked. So like, you're like, Hey, I always enter the house through the back door. I always go that way. And then it's like, Hey, something happened. Hey, we have to make sure that back door is locked. We all have a key. We're going through the front door and you're like, all right, I can learn a new way. But then you start going into situations where it's like, dude, there is no front or back door. Like there are, there's like, you're going to have to figure out how to open a window. And you're like, <laughs> what the, what the hell is a window? And they're like, Oh man, let me show you this. Right. And then it creates situations that are super uncomfortable, but, but you know how it is. You, you've probably been through it. I know I have, I know tons of people have where you kind of get this tunnel vision where certain things were working and then you, you were able to kind of apply the general idea to other things and that was working, but then you get to a certain point where you've pushed yourself past certain levels where it's like, Hey dude, it, that doesn't work anymore. That's like a, yeah. It's a and dull sword. You're going to need a sharper. The the tunnel vision is a good analogy. And I'll, I'll like really, my biggest experience with that is like the lamest, most stereotypical, like high school graduation. My class was about a thousand people. So plus all of their fucking friends and family in a giant auditorium and walking across that stage was just like, all I could see was like blurry, like loud people. And this fucking person who I don't even know what their face looks like, blurry, like just mm -hmm. walking towards it, grab it, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. And then fucking don't fall all the way off the stage. And sometimes life gets like that. And like, I've definitely had those moments of all you can focus on is that like tiny little thing. And then you come out the other side and you're like, I didn't fall. Um, that was good. <laughs> and I, I don't know if like you necessarily grow immediately from those moments, but at least for my next graduation, it was more of like, damn, I'm so hungover. I don't care if I fall. <laughs> I am numb completely. So I created a new problem, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I think, uh, I think there are plenty of people that don't have that mindset, but I had it where I was like, okay, here we go. I honestly went because I was like, Hey, I felt like I, I owed that to my family because they were there dealing with all the insanity and whatever. But now that I'm an adult and I've been to tons of graduations, like it's great to be a part of that moment, but they're kind of forced to do it. And all they're thinking is, Oh God, Oh God, who yeah. is this person giving this thing? Did I shake the right hand? And then whatever. Okay. Uh, and then they don't you know, want to end it with fucking it all up <laughs> and falling or doing something stupid. And yeah, they have a picture of you falling through uh, like a, <laughs> Like a, you fall into the mascot. You're like, why is the mascot here? Who's dressed up as the mascot? <laughs> it's it's really interesting to me too because you know we talk about it in in different ways. There is no protocol here. There is no right path. There are some very solid guidelines that it, like we all generally agree on, like morals. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Let's not let's not go out of our way to like torture people that we work with for entertainment. Let's not do that. Uh, or let's not go out of our way to just ruin someone else's day because, yeah. ah, you know, I can't, but don't, don't be a dick. Also, yeah. if you want to be that person and you're like, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do. 
someone's probably going to stop you one day. But all I'm saying is like, you can totally do that. Like you're totally allowed to do that. There's, there's no rule saying you can't be a, an asshole. Right. But there, <laughs> there'll be consequences. And it's the same thing of no one's telling you that you have to go and focus your whole life on self growth, just the same way of obviously people want to make more money. in, in some cases, some people want to just be like comfortable, provide enough and enjoy their time. And then there's like, like there's these times that I've looked at people who make like say millions of dollars and depending on how they did it, like they're always working, they're always stressed, but they're like, I don't care. This is what I want to do with my life. Like I want to play this game. And when I acknowledge that part of, okay, I have plenty of friends that play games. There are people that are just literally playing a game and it's, yes. it's, this, it's the corporate ladder. It's the, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to go to the Olympics. Like I am going to play the game of, conquering myself to a point that I'm going to run faster than anyone else on the planet. Someone has done that. Like, yeah. like, and so when I think about the, the weird standards that maybe I have in my head and obviously a lot of them are kind of made up, I just go, all right, what am I trying to be? What am I trying to be? Like, well, am I trying to be the best runner on the planet? No, I ain't checked that off my list, right? When like, you remove, like, all those standards, it is kind of daunting because you're like, fuck, now what? <laughs> like, like what? if I can choose anything, like, and all this shit's already been done, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah, and and I think for me, I when I started thinking about the question of what is my truth, it it's, there were multiple times when I first started saying that to myself that I was like, this is stupid. What is my truth? Like, I don't know. I'm an honest person. That's not what I'm talking about. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing of, okay, if there's no rules, there's, there's definitely consequences, right? You can't just do whatever you want and expect to get away with it, I guess. Right. There's good and bad. It, it's just how it's always going to be. If what you want is to not be the best at something, right? Like you're just, Hey, I want to get to this point and then be happy. Right. Yeah. And it sounds silly because it's like, well, aren't you happy every day? I think there's a level of happiness that people have found and they could try to explain it to you and I, or a lot of people. And we'd be like, what? We're like, yeah, yeah, dude. And happiness like, like is, I found inner peace. That's relative. Yeah, it is relative. And it's very, it's another thing you would have to figure out in self growth. Like everyone's definition of happiness is different. And I don't think it's a state that you just like set and forget. You don't just get, oh, I have achieved happiness and now I will be happy till I die. Like that's, yeah. people, there's no fucking way. And if that's what you're doing, then you might be blocking some shit out. Because I don't know. I would like, tell me how you did it. Because that sounds awesome. But in reality, like it's going to go up and down. And the goal maybe is just to have consistent waves of happiness. Like you're somewhere in that area more often than not and then learning how to fucking deal with the lows because it's a part of it like you said yeah. it's not black and white it's just not i used to i used to try to think about it just from how because i was trying to figure out how do i observe an emotion and i'm just like again making it up in my head as i go and one of my thoughts was find how to picture myself sitting in the neutral and then just trying to observe the emotion. But then there were times where just kind of like what you were saying, what I was actually doing in some cases was like, I'm just going to not feel anything and ignore it. 
And it was like, okay, well, that's not neutral. That's just shit. I don't like that. And he's stuffing deep that's down. That's just inside. backing away like slowly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm not gonna deal with that. <laughs> it's it's it. Okay, it doesn't surprise me at all. But when I sit down and I'm like alone and I go, all right, just touching base. Like, what is it that like makes you fucking happy? And I'll sit there and I go, a pint of ice cream. And it's like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, I could just eat a whole pint of ice cream right now. Um, and there's, I have like a top five flavors, you know what I'm saying? But the, but the reality is, is I, I enjoy ice cream a lot. I worked at an ice cream shop when I was a kid and I'm like, dope. Ice cream is the shit favorite dessert. Let's rock and roll. I also know that I'm getting high as fuck off of sugar. <laughs> like I eat that whole thing. My body's like, we haven't had this many carbs in a while or sugar high or whatever it is. And sure, maybe it feels like bliss for a little bit, but <laughs> and then we also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we also realize that small doses of bliss are way more fun than it's always bliss and you have nothing to compare it to of like uncomfortable hard times that make no fucking sense whatsoever. Like a stomach full of ice cream you pounded two hours ago. <laughs> Bro. The the last time the last time I did that, I think it was like at least it was like six weeks ago. But I, I like planned it. Uh, oh, it was right before I, I PR'd on the on the dumbbell chest press. I was like, ah, I need to get like a bunch of calories in my body because I was, you know, whatever, some BS logic that I made so I could <laughs> convince myself to eat a eat a whole pint of ice cream. But whatever works. <laughs> but but dude, I was like, hey, instead of being like, I'm only gonna eat half, I said, Hey, if you want, you could just <laughs> eat half. And I was like, okay. And then I ate the whole thing. Yeah, and then um, just like, oh shit, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll tell you something. One, don't don't go out of your way to eat a whole pint of ice cream. Like serving servings are way, way better and more manageable. But because I went into it going, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Like I, I had this rationale of kind of carb loading in a weird sense. I didn't beat myself up either for eating the whole thing of because I've eaten a pint of ice cream before. I mean, like, you son of a bitch. Well, yeah. You went in, in with, like, somewhat of a plan. Like, it wasn't complete bullshit. You weren't just like, haha, this will work. But it does, like, you are allowed to do the bad thing. Like, do the thing that is not fully beneficial. Like, it has some right. negative effects. And back to, like, the beginning of the conversation when we were talking about when you're, like, 18, 20, when I was fucking a teenager and like 18, 20, I could eat a whole pint of ice cream, no ill effects. And like I played softball or I was, you know, had a better yeah. fucking metabolism and it didn't affect me. So just, you know, once a week, eat a fucking pint of ice cream. <laughs> and then eat like, a pizza. It was fine because I had practice like four nights and games like all weekend and it would work itself out. And now if I do that, I'm like, damn, I got to work out like four or five times. <laughs> and that's only going to get me to even. So that's not, you know, not worth it. And your view of what the cost is does change from like, I mean, I guess the cost literally is more now because I don't mm -hmm. play softball four nights a week and I don't have a 20 year old's metabolism. But also just like it's not as worth it to do once a week. It's It would be not good for me uh yeah but it's still good to do every once in a while because it's, it's just it's it's kind of this thing where again there's no rules you can eat a pint of ice cream every day there are consequences right <laughs> um so so one thing that was interesting to me is when i started playing around with fasting my my very close friend was like hey 
you know, there, there are people that fast for religious reasons. There are people that fast for uh, medicinal reasons. You know, there's so many different reasons that people will fast. One thing I never thought about is so, okay, I'm fasting. And because I'm turning, like, because naturally, if you're not eating, eventually you're not digesting. And then the body starts doing these different things, right? Hey, well, we're not digesting food, which is one of the like biggest things. Cause if your body doesn't digest the food, right. You'll get really sick. You know what I mean? Like it, you, yeah. you, you have a very strange ecosystem of anyway, gut health. Right. So <laughs> I remember like thinking about that and being like, okay, I could understand why somebody would want to do that because you're dude, if you're fasting for a long period of time, you're going to get hungry. You are going to get cranky. Like blood sugar is going to change all those things. So I, I've done fasting. I got to a point where I was like, I, oh, I had read something that talked about being able to think clear. Like they were like, I had way better brain functionality. So I started paying attention to that and I started playing around with fasting, whatever. I talk to people about it now. I, I think it's something that even if it's not for you, like at least look at it and just kind of see like, oh, okay. You know what someone said to me? I hadn't said anything about why I was fasting. I just said like, well, I incorporate fasting. And they go... Yeah, isn't that that thing where like you fast and then you literally can just eat whatever you want? And I went, I was I like, mean, bro, technically you could you can. try, <laughs> you could try. But I was like, if you haven't eaten all day and you've had like a bunch of water, if you go to like throw down, your body will be like, it, it's your stomach just goes, eh, no, dude, you just ate it, all of it, that. Your stomach kind of shrinks a little. And like, I don't intentionally fast. I'm not going to claim that, but accidentally probably once a week, I just forget or like don't schedule time to eat. And then like Taco Bell happens, but except it's normally not fast food. Normally I'm like at my own house and I can eat normal food. But it for me, like, and this is where, you know, it's different for everyone. My brain is the opposite of clarity. It is more of like survival mode of like very simple thoughts like towards the end of that 12 hours and i have to be like oh yeah food food that's i need food i don't know where i'm going but i need food like that's all i can handle <laughs> dude and, and you are 100 right about that because if you're if you're like okay i'm gonna keep doing my day-to-day -day norm which i i do like to work out and some people don't agree with this but i like to work out for about two hours sometimes i'm hitting it harder than other days but I like to have two hours so that if I'm lifting heavy, I have rest periods and blah, blah, blah. If I'm like, okay, I did all that, whatever. I'm still going to fast. I'm going to drink a bunch of water, you know, whatever. And then I'm going to make sure I try to eat the right stuff. Then work starts happening or life starts happening. And then it's like, oh man, you remember how you thought you were going to eat at four? It's going to be 530. Oh, damn, dude. I'm sorry. It's not going to be 530. It's going to be like 715. And then you're like... <laughs> I've had a couple of times I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not capable of doing stuff anymore. Uh, I'm probably knocking on, I'm going to pass out. Like it's a door and I'm thinking about walking through it. Thankfully I've never put myself in a stupid situation where I'm like driving and I pass out because I've been fasting for however long it would take for me to pass out from fasting. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's bonkers, man. We all have our own perspective. We're all very unique. Well, and you can fasting like, kills. No, <laughs> Jesus. Well, we have like different experiences because it's a tool that you're comfortable using day to day. And I'm not there yet because my only experience, it's not my focus. I only get there 
in dire like emergencies. So I, I'm not like set, I'm setting myself up to grow there or figure it out at all. And I accidentally like the weekend before did it with a friend. Like we we either could go eat, go do this thing, and you know do that, or we could go do the thing and then eat. And we chose to do the thing and then go eat. And at the end of it, we weren't even talking. Like we were just like food. Food. food Yeah, like dude. silently eating <laughs> and then afterwards it was like that was bad probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> Yeah. Something that kind of bothered me was that I had heard I had heard a story about a guy who in his weight loss journey was under like medical observation or whatever. Like they were paying attention and like, hey, how are you doing? Whatever. But he fasted for seven days. And what's funny about that is if you look into the human body, there, there are definitely circumstances where, you, you know, this could get in the way. Right. But the human body can go like 30 days without food. You're not going to be doing well, right? Like you're not going to be functioning probably your nine to five. I don't know. I I've never fasted that long, but my point is, is I don't think I've ever taken the time and achieved fasting for 24 hours. It seems excessive, but like, I, I mean, I'm sure it could be done like, but that's kind of like choosing. Do I want to do that? Like, is this important enough for me to test that you would have to devote a whole day to that? Like you would have to have the the planning to be like, this could go really wrong. Maybe I will pass out while I'm driving. <laughs> like I probably Right. shouldn't drive <laughs> like Like, like kind the of. point, Yeah. the point of the day is Don't eat. Yeah. don't eat, um, which I'm sure makes it really hard because then you're sitting there going, oh, God, don't eat. You're just But I in your could kitchen. eat. There's a pint <laughs> of ice cream just in organizing the fridge. food like a crazy person. Yeah. Uh, hard mode, right? I feel like I was all over the place, which is a fun conversation for some people. So um, people are going to do studies over this and they're going to be like, man. I'm going to point out some things and then we're going to get some emails and it's going to be very interesting. And then we're going to grow, right? That, that was the whole point is us to, you know, get some growth tips. The, the episode after that happens, I'm right back to episode one where I'm just standing very stiff and not moving. I have no personality. Uh, It'd be good. I'm, I'm speaking very slow, so I have no filler words. You're reading a script, basically. <laughs> I have a teleprompter. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. How much was that thing? Tens of thousands of dollars, but I just had to, you know. I gotta grow. Uh, I did. I did have fun with this, though. I did enjoy it. Hopefully, everyone listening got that one sentence that they needed. Maybe two. Maybe they enjoyed the whole thing. Whatever. Grateful you're here. Um, but we do have to go to Megan's corner. Back over to Megan's corner. Yeah, we're on the social media at Friends of Failure. You can find us on pretty much anything. And like Sam said, you can email us about how shitty we are and how Oh, much we wow. need to grow <laughs> I'm like or positive how up, shitty people. you are. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever you want to share, uh, just send it over to friends of failure podcast at gmail.com. Uh, make it anonymous. If you just want to hate mail us. Oh, no, I shouldn't open that door. That probably wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah, Gonna let's regret board that this. shut while we can. <laughs> I do think it would be funny that we get an email and it says just venting. And then it's like this crazy long vent. And all we have to do is just be like, insert professionally placed F-bomb. And like, oh man, that sucks. Like, I know, I feel that. We could we can make an audio where it's just us listening. Have you on TikTok uh the guy from Blues Clues, I think it's Joe. 
but he will post videos where he's just like listening to you and he'll just be like yeah tell me about it and then you like respond in a duet and it's fucking people are like and then i killed a hooker and joe's just there like yeah yeah i'm sure you did but i saw uh every once in a while like a I try to go on TikTok because I keep telling myself I'm going to make TikToks for the podcast. And then here we are. <laughs> What's going to happen is like one day there's just going to be a thousand clips. And you're going to be like this whole time. And I'll be like, I was just waiting. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it, a lot of people were, I guess, stitching uh, where the girl was like doing something, bumps her hip and she does the. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and so they kept doing music and stuff. And that was pretty genius. Get a little bit of endorphins, a little bit of dopamine. Ha 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 move on people are pretty funny sometimes uh i i got a tattoo of something stupid that i saw on like on tiktok i'll admit it i'll own it this is me being so confident and owning it but it's literally a bee with a little cowboy hat and it says beehaw beehaw i i i mean i get it um i didn't question it at all the tattoo artist did because he came back and it said yeehaw and i was like sir you don't get it beehaw and he's like all right i'll be back and yeah <laughs> you see him make a phone call i gotta make a phone call it was um, great he, he has to call his therapist because he's like i just can't wrap my head around beehaw what is that well in the south right well now i um, want to get a cat and it's going to say meowdy um but i need to stop myself so not anytime yeah, because soon. then you're where did you get the the beeha tattoo? Uh, it's on my arm. Uh, so you're gonna end up getting a full sleeve of Texas puns. Yeah, like, I need to like, not like do farm that. puns, right? Um, no, it's gonna you know, be my whole I, identity. <laughs> the alternative. <laughs> when did your life really change? <laughs> Something uh, went wrong around beeha, and I don't, the, I don't, I don't. The look mean back. tats just got out of hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be able to cross that bridge when you get there. It'll be fine. Dude, yeah, had a great time. I hope people grow. And part of part of our journey of groaning, we came across this really awesome phrase, guys. Maybe you've heard of it on every episode. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, life is happening for you, not to you. So go do something. Uh, and be a grower, not a shower. <laughs> oh my! Be ha, and then you take off the hat, and it freezes. Gee. <laughs>